It's no accident that sounds like you're leveling up in a video game. 48% of 18 to 29 year olds have an online dating profile. Make them work for it. 45% of people say they're more frustrated with this form of dating than hopeful. There are so many people you can connect with. Should I swipe right? Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong. Setting the record straight on dating apps. Everyday people telling everyday stories of the swipe right world with your host, Chaos. Well, I know he had a good time. Well, here we go. You ready for it? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and of course, good night. So just depending on whenever you listen to the show, we are here for you. Welcome to the Swipe Wrong Podcast. I am Chaos. I am the guy who gets to listen to everybody's stories and gets to understand what the hell is actually going on out there in the world. And I can't say I always understand. Uh, we are the number one podcast amongst people who sing the Frozen theme song in the workplace. There's a special place somewhere for those people, that's for sure. Uh, Welcome to the time when we are still in the upside down. We are in the in-between. We will be launching full episodes here shortly. I think we're uh, targeting the beginning of June. We've just got uh, quite a bit of bonus material and uh, a couple of things we want to get to. This one's going to be kind of fun. You know, Uh, last year or not last year, uh, I say year because seasons, I think of year and that's not the case. Our seasons are usually about 10 episodes long and then we do the bonus material and some of the other stuff so uh as we're between the second and third season between the first and the second season jay and i did our favorite picks uh and in this case we're going to do it a little bit differently we're going to do our favorite spots from uh some episodes so you're going to catch a couple of people in some of the things that that they said that we were like yep okay liked that one i think i went a little bit different route than jay might i'm not exactly sure there's a story but i think I enjoyed kind of learning how people go about the dating experience. So there's going to be some situations. There's going to be uh, like there is a story in here, but there there is also uh, how uh, behavior has gone about, uh, like how they attack their dating uh, as opposed to how they did before and what they've learned. One thing I will definitely say that that I've learned through talking to people is uh, if you've been on the sites for a while, you do it a heck of a lot different than you did when you first started. So uh, that's what what kind of intrigued me. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, as much as anything, like like this is uh, a show uh, where we get some of the some of the stories and there's some jaw droppers and just wait for season three to pop because I was like, damn, in that. But hopefully there's like, yeah, that's a better way to maybe go about it than, than what I want. Let me try that way as opposed to what I'm trying now and see if I have a little bit more success. So, um, you know, Lord knows swipe wrong. I can't say is going to be a how to on anything, but if we can help, that's the biggest thing, you know, be kind to each other. And we're here to help as much as we possibly can. So, you know, this part too. sit back, relax, put your feet up. Grab your popcorn, salt it, butter it, do whatever you want to do to it. Get some caramel corn this time if you want to. If you're in traffic, be kind. Don't hit that person next to you, in front of you, behind you. Don't brake check if they're tailgating. Just slow down a little and enjoy some of my favorite moments from season two. 
Did I forget to mention we do have a word from our crack staff legal department? Here they are. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions or any entities they represent. This podcast is about dating experiences. It is not to say one dating app is better or worse than another. We were meeting for drinks and we live in two separate towns, not that far apart. So we were meeting in the middle and I chose a place that was easy to get to, a place that was really well known. So therefore it's just easy to find. So should be simple enough. And when you walk in, it has this nice seating area before the restaurant, before the bar with lots of like leather sofas, really comfy, nice lighting. So you can sit and relax and have a have a drink there if you choose. So I thought, well, that that might be a nice place to sit and 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 you know have a drink together. So I'd been sitting there for a while, quite a while. <laughs> and I'd been sitting there for so long. I swear to you, I honestly leaned my head against the wall and I nodded off. <laughs> I actually nodded off because I had been there for about 40 minutes at that point. Oh, and I'm, you know, I've got two kids at home. I'm working, I'm running around. So to run and to go to a date for drinks on a weekday evening for me is like, that's exhausting. <laughs> so sure. I went and then uh, my phone woke me up because I got a text message from him and it just said that um, he he had printed off the Google map, but he just couldn't find the place. And I'm thinking, you've printed off the <laughs> Google map? I said, okay, no worries, Kim. Not yeah, not everybody has a sat nav in their cars. No, that's okay. So I decided to call him. I thought, oh, he's going to need, I need to figure out where he is. So after a conversation with him, I realized he was in a village not too far away. So I told him where to go which was, you know, a nice little pub that was right across the street from where I was and that I would come to him just to make it a little bit easier for him. So I drove there and parked my car in the back. They've got this lovely little sort of garden area in behind the pub. And I walked in through the, the, into the pub doors and you can just imagine an old English pub. So it's a little bit dimly lit. You've got the big bar in front of you, seating on the right, seating on the left. And I there's not many people in there. So I looked to the left. It had to be him. But it wasn't the guy from the photos. Oh, <laughs> he no. was at least 15 years older. Than oh, exactly but, what we were saying earlier. Yeah. So he bought me bought me my drink. Diet Coke was all I was having. <laughs> so I thought, okay, let's you know, so basically that was the beginning of the conversation that I was having with myself in my head the whole evening long. I was like, hmm, okay. So he looks a little older than his photos. No problem. Let's just have a conversation and see how this goes. So we started chatting and I just asked him the basic question, which for whatever reason hadn't been answered in the text messages, but I asked him, so you, you are divorced? How long have you been divorced? Like, well, actually, um, it's Gosh. not been that long since my wife just left me. I'm like, oh, okay. Gosh. There's a conversation going on in my head. Right. And I'm like, oh, 
tell tell me what what happened. Oh, a couple of months ago, I came home from work, home from the surgery, and walked into the house, and half of everything was gone. She had left with her daughter. They were gone. I'm like, oh, was that a surprise? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it was, but I didn't really mind because I didn't really like the daughter. You know, oh. stepkids, you can't love them like they're your own. God. Oh, <laughs> There goes the conversation in my head. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, where do we go from here with the conversation? <laughs> so um, I asked him, you know, if he had any understanding of, you know, what led to her leaving. And he really just had no idea. She just she just left. That conversation was going nowhere. So I knew if, well, if I talk about his kids, because he messaged a lot about his kids, he's very proud of his kids, all doing really well. So I started asking them about his kids. One's a doctor. Can't remember what the other one was. The uh, third youngest was quite athletic, um, but she was a problem child. Oh, really? Why was she a problem child? Oh, she was just, she wouldn't sit still. She was full of so much energy. So we had to put her in her room. Oh, and I'm just thinking to myself, please tell me you don't lock her in. Don't, don't uh, lock her in. But she wouldn't stay in her room. She kept coming out. So we had to put a lock on the outside <laughs> door. Like, oh, my God. So he used to lock his daughter in her room. And the problem went away. She then became, you know, not so so active after being locked in a room so oh. it wasn't an issue anymore <laughs> or institutionalized so, one or the other uh, so he's we were then talking about um he was explaining uh, asked him about his work and at his work he had um a stuffed fox uh, <laughs> in a surgery and i'm like health and safety how can how can that yeah. even be allowed a furry animal in a doctor's office? And he's right. like, well, the others are at home, just the one in the office. And I'm like thinking, oh, oh um, do you have a collection? <laughs> I'm like, well, yes, I do. But they were my wife's. And, sh and so I've put them all in the loft now because she didn't take them. So it's all in the loft. Oh, my gosh. Once I discovered he had a taxidermy collection and a child that he used to lock in a bedroom and he didn't look anything like the photos <laughs> that he sent me, I, I bought him a drink because we were both finished our drinks. So I bought him a drink, put it on the table and didn't sit back down and said, you know, thank you for the evening but this just isn't going to work out. <laughs> that might be the best way to leave I've ever heard. So uh -huh. has this concept of it's all based on your location. Okay. And I don't, I don't remember the, the ins and outs of it, but it's something like, so like, let's say you and I are both on the site like okay. or on the app, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you and I, it's sort of that whole, was that Craigslist? So that was like when you met somebody on a, you saw somebody on a train, you yeah. know? Yeah. So like it's sort of that concept shit. of yeah. like, um, you know, if we happen to pass each other or be in the same bar together, like you'll pop up on my feed. Wow. And like, if I like you and you like me, then, but you have to be within like a certain distance of each other. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. 
Yeah. So it's like, they kind of took that idea and ran with it. So we like cross paths around St. Patty's day in the city and, you know, both happen to like each other. And so then we were able to start talking. That's pretty cool. I'm not familiar with that. That's cool. I'm glad you told me about that. I like the concept. Right. It's right. But now that I'm like, you know, fully immersed in the suburban mother life and I don't like leave a, you know, 30 mile radius of my house other than to go to hockey tournaments. Yeah. Sure. It doesn't work well for me. Cause like, I know everybody in my town, uh, <laughs> but no. like if you live in the city, you know, it's great. Like, or if you don't have kids and you're out mingling and going places and doing things, yeah. I think it works well. Yeah. Well, but, then you get on you get on a site like Facebook dating that gives zero fucks about distance. Like, right. like you put in like I want fifty mile radius, and you're fucking matched with somebody in fucking which three states away. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes. I'm just going, oh my god, that's weird. So yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. So you met so, him yeah. on Happen, okay, and then you happened. that's the only one there, and then you know things we dated well. for a long time. Yeah. Yes. Nice. And then nice. I went back on the site. So I was on the sites, you know, for like a year before him and I started dating seriously. Okay. So you, you had small kids uh, back then. I had very small kids at the time. Okay. Yeah. Did he have kids? No. Okay. No so kids. I feel, I feel like, and you can tell me to go fuck myself because like that's that's totally fair. We've already addressed this part. I, say, I think I already have. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We've seen how this kind of rolls out. Um, I feel like there's levels, especially for a single mom, single dad. It's like the first level when you date with somebody is you have to get through. All right. Do we text communicate? Well, okay, we do. All right. Are we face to face? Well, is this guy or girl fucking absolutely batshit crazy? Yeah. And then like level, like level three is like, how good is the sex? And like level 15 is do they get on? Do the kids get along with them? And like you, it's like you have to fucking section it away to get to. Yeah. All right, cool. We can do a relationship. Does that feel yeah. about right? Or my mm-hmm. nuts? Okay. No, you're 100 percent right. That's like yeah. it's so proceed with caution. Yes, and I, yeah, I mean, he didn't meet my kids for over a year. That's cool. Um, but and it, yeah, it's interesting. My friends and I have this conversation all the time about like, do you date somebody with kids or somebody not with kids? You know, like there's pros and cons to both mm-hmm. because like if you as a single you know, parenting person now try to date another single parenting person. Like the first question out of the bat is like, what's your parenting schedule? Because like, if it doesn't line up, like if our weekends are opposite, then like this is done before it even gets off the app. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Because we're never going to find a way to spend time together. But if you date somebody who doesn't have kids, so right now the schedule flexibility improves, but like, most of the time they have zero concept of what your life is really like. Right. Right. And they can't relate to your kids or whatever. Um, or they don't necessarily like the fact that they're not priority number one. That's what I was going to ask. Is that what you run into? Like if you run, especially with your schedule, you have a pretty crazy work schedule and then yeah. you have the kid schedule, then you have the hockey schedule. And right. then like if, if you're dating a dude who's just like, I sit around in my underwear half the day and don't do anything, do they get like trip out? Like if you don't have enough time for them? I haven't encountered it personally. Um, he was great about it. I think cool. he actually liked it because I like, I just said this to my girlfriend last night. I used to wonder why guys that didn't have kids would want to date a woman that did. I was like, why would they want to do that? 
And then I realized something. I was like, okay. And we, we were talking about this. Like guys are much better at not, I don't want to say not prioritizing relationships, but not like putting everything into a relationship. Sure. Women kind of tend to like put all their eggs in there and let other parts of their life kind of not get the priority they need. And so guys, I think love dating me with kids because like at least, well, for me, in my case, 70% of my time is already occupied. Sure. And so they're like, I can go to the game. I can right. watch football. Right. I can like, I can hang out yeah. with my, I can go to the gym. like, they don't even have to ask permission. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah. Like they're not going to get shit from me because like, I don't know. I am already doing my own thing and yeah. it's perfect because they don't have to like deal with that. Like I hate the stereotypical like female backlash because that's not me but i do know women that are that way yeah. and like give them shit about going to the bar with their buddies or whatever <laughs> so they're like this is perfect because like she's already busy <laughs> yeah no there's logic there so i am i am a single guy without kids so yeah. i'm i'm <laughs> i hate i hate this but i'm that guy no one wants <laughs> to be that guy but i'm that guy and right. uh, I dated a girl for about four and a half years who had kids. Okay. And I never thought I wanted kids until I dated her. And then okay. you just kind of have like the attachment. And you're like, damn. And the hardest part is like when we broke up, I'm like, damn, am I not going to see the kids anymore? Kids. Luckily, yeah. uh, nobody was an asshole. Nobody cheated. And there uh -huh. wasn't all this bloodshed and chaos and right. anything like that. So um, still really good friends with the kids. And I can see what you're saying about the the time management. Um, and I definitely have heard a few times where some guys, though, just like, hey, if you're not going to make me the priority over your entire Absolutely. life, then you can go fuck your that's the go fuck yes. yourself theme. Um, and then at the same time, like I could like like a dude that says that should be punched in the throat, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Totally. Guys are just so fucking narcissistic. Well, and it's funny because I have I have a, a good guy friend that I actually met on a dating app. Um, years ago. And he was, you know, I was a little more fresh in my being divorced. He was a couple of years ahead of me. And he had told me, he said, I won't date people that don't have kids anymore. And really? yeah. And I was like, why? And he's like, he said that from, you know, the male perspective, the women really struggle to not be the priority with, okay, with sure. kid. And he's a okay. you know, super involved dad. And he was like, I just, my kids are always going to be first or whatever, and they can't handle it. So I'm not dating them anymore. And I was like, I feel like you're kind of casting a narrow net, but okay. <laughs> Good luck. I've gone from one horrible situation to another and something's off. Time to focus inward a little bit sure. um, and do things differently. You know, stop stop. I guess my big thing, my big takeaway from dating and the apps is my message would be to stop asking, do they like me? And yes. do I actually like that person? Yeah. You know, hundred percent. So that's kind of how I'm approaching it now. Um, so and that's when you, when, when all this broke down, <clears throat> you stepped back and then how long did it take for you to start asking yourself that question? Like where, where did the change start to come from? Like when you're like, fuck, I just needed to focus on me. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess, buddy. yeah, he's so here cute. he is. He's huge. <laughs> he's <laughs> um, adorable. He's a baby too. He's only nine months. Oh. Um, but he, so I, that went, all went down probably in August that okay. we all realized that it's the end of August it was the end of the summer. And, um, like I said, I'm a competitor. I, I had my first show in November and then I did another show in December. So 
things had gotten pretty intense for me training wise and with my diet. And it kind of limited me with dating just because I couldn't, um, you know, go on, on dates and eat and drink like most normal people. So I thought, well, this is a really good time for me to kind of step back, focus on my goals, figure out what I want. Because the other thing that I've learned after looking back is a lot of these men that I dated post-divorce, they're, they're not even people that I would date currently. You know, now that I feel like I've changed, I'm, I look at myself, I'm like, what? I, I wasn't really physically attracted to that person. I wasn't who they are, who their value, like what their values are don't align with mine. We don't have a lot of the same interests. I think I was just so hungry for attention after coming out of that that divorce and validation and just real, like I wanted someone to say, yeah, you've still got it. And in the process, I lost the main point, which is to find a relationship that's healthy and mutual and supportive. Right. Right. And, um, And so I guess I took from a, I took the fall into the winter to kind of pull back. I got off the dating apps. Um, I read a book. It's called the four man plan. Okay. And this is where the Mantrix was born. So I now have something called the Mantrix, which I have been um, busy with. (laughs) (laughs) So help me understand the Mantrix. Okay. (laughs) So this is not my idea. I can't claim this totally as my own. I have adapted the Mantrix to my okay. own. There are things and changes I've made, but I did read this book. I can't tell you who the name, who the author is off the top of my head, but it's no called worries. The Formula. Okay. Um, but basically what I do is um, I have set a time period. I think it was December 15th. I recreated um, my Hinge profile. All right. Okay. Instead of approaching it where I said, I'm going to just put up the best looking pictures of myself, you know, pictures where I feel like I look the prettiest or the most interesting. That's kind of how I approached it before. Like, do I look hot in this picture? Would somebody find me attractive? And so I I totally wiped that idea clean. And I said, all right, I'm going to only put up pictures that represent who I am as a whole. So I made a list of all of the things that I'm interested in my personality. So I made, I made sure to put a picture up of with me, with my kids, but I blocked out my kids. Cause that's a big thing for me. If I'd see a dating profile and somebody has their kids plastered on there, it's kind of like immediate red flag. Yeah. So, but I want people to know I'm a mom. I think that's really important. And then the first time I built a profile, I didn't include that, which okay. big mistake. Number one, I made sure to put up pictures of me being silly. So for my work, I dress up in character and I lead presentations and professional development in different characters. So like, for example, awesome. there's a picture of me dressed up as Napoleon Dynamite. Nice. And, um, I have, it's a side for Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> I have that shirt on in the picture <laughs> for um, Pedro. with the wig and the glasses and everything. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't love that. Like, you have I to look, send me that picture if you don't mind. I, I would love to see I it. it to you. <laughs> so I have that one. I also have up a picture of me doing a skit um the coffee talk from snl i was madonna and my friend tammy she's mike mike myers and so we have that one up i have a picture of myself um in a fitness picture i because i'm a fitness coach so i have a a shot that i did in a gym lifting weights and that's a big part of my life so i wanted that represented okay so anyway i just took time to really think about who i am and uh, try to attract somebody that would find that interesting you know um, so I revamped my profile that was December 15th. And then I set a reminder in my calendar and I called it intentional dating era. Okay. So I have okay. three months of my intentional dating era and I made a promise to myself that I would 
really go for it and really put in effort because what I want back is somebody that's willing to put in effort. So if I want that in return, I have to give it, you know? So I promised to show up. I promised to check my messages, respond to my messages in a timely manner. Um, When I, if I like someone on the app, I will like it and also send a comment related to something in their profile. So to show that I'm actually interested. And so then when I'm looking before somebody becomes a plan man, somebody that enters my mantrix, I, you only enter the mantrix if you've exchanged contact information off the app. So okay. there's kind of a lot gotcha. that goes into it before that happens. So things like I'll ask myself, is this person matching my effort? Am I getting like, if somebody likes my profile, are they sending me a message? You know, I may match with them and give it a minute, give it a day, but if they don't come back and say anything to me, I most sure. likely will unmatch, you know? Okay. Sure. So there's a lot of matching that's going on, but not a lot of them are translating even to conversations and some conversations. It's just, Hi. <laughs> How was your week? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Super Cosmetic, like, superficial. Yeah. I'm like, okay, can you, can you ask me anything about what I have in my profile? You know? Sure. And so again, I try to do the same thing. And if I'm not feeling that vibe, the other thing I've, I've started to do is on all of the apps that I'm using, they have a voice feature. <clears throat> so yes. I send a voice message and in my profile, I specifically say, don't hate me if I send you a voice message because I don't love to text. I and just as a person in general, I'm not me a too. huge texter. Yeah. Um, so I will. So I send that and then um, I'll send a voice message. And if they respond back with a voice message, that's like huge bonus points, but they don't have to. I get sure. that not everybody likes the sound of their voice and it's sure. awkward, sure. but I think it shows a level of effort again, you know, yeah. and that's again, what I'm looking for. Yeah. So all of this happens, then let's say somebody says, well, let's, let's chat. If you want to exchange numbers, I always will say yes. If I'm feeling the vibe, you know, I'm not one of those women that gives out a Google number or, you know, avoids chatting, giving my, no, I don't care. I'll give you my number. We'll see what happens. Okay. So as soon as I give my number out and we have an exchange once back and forth, they enter the matrix and in the matrix, there's four quadrants because the ultimate goal is to have four men okay. on the matrix. Okay? okay. So there's there's different quadrants that you can place the names. And in the quadrants, I try to put information about them that I've gathered through the app, their age, maybe where they live, if they have kids, anything that's going to help me remember that person. So that okay. way when I'm talking to them, I have, you know, because it gets, it gets hard. You're in all these conversations and you want to be 100%. able to remember who you're talking to. And the worst would be like, oh, didn't I tell you that already? And they're like, oh, this is your other boyfriend, you know? So <laughs> yeah, totally. you have to keep good notes. You have to stay organized. <laughs> totally. And I am an organized person to a T. I'm pretty type A. So okay. um, this works really well for me. I also okay. love data. So I am a huge data nerd. I I take data on everything. Hence being a bodybuilder. I mean, it's kind of sure. goes with the territory. So this works Weighing really well. Food, analytics, yeah. all up and down, right? Yeah. So I'm treating dating kind of like a scientific experiment in the sense. Um, okay. More How's it going? How's it? So since you've done that, like better dates, better quality people, better overall experience. I would say, yes, I have. Okay. I would say that the people that I've matched with now, um, we have much more in common than I have with the men that I matched with and went out with before. Okay. okay. Um, 
because of these steps that I've taken. So the effort that you put in up front will give you so much that you need to know to know if you even want to pursue it, you know, whereas mm-hmm. before I was just so hungry for a date or hungry for attention mm-hmm. that I matched with anyone. Um, sure. So, and that so had to be exhausting. I mean, honestly, like you must've been carrying on so many conversations. It had to be sensory overload. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. and this can get kind of overwhelming too, because the goal, again, it, it is to move pretty much as many people as you can into the, into the matrix. And then, but once you go on a date, right. So I've gone on quite a few first dates recently. Um, and I, this is where myself and the book, we kind of differ. The book would tell me everybody gets two dates. I disagree. I think that you learn a lot. If you're asking the right questions and you've done a lot of the pre-work up front, you go into that first date already kind of getting a good feel for this person. And if you don't, it's on you. So for example, and I'm going to be fully transparent here. Please. I I had a first date last night and I made a huge mistake in not doing a phone call or FaceTime with this person before. Okay. So because we were vibing, because I felt like, oh, his profile is really cute. And he did, you know, kind of, meet the effort criteria. He, he seemed like a lot, we had a lot of things in common. Um, but when I got on the date, the physical chemistry was just not there. And it's not just looks is what I've realized. It's also, do you make me laugh? Do you make me smile? You don't have to be a comedian, you know, but am I smiling on the date? Does it feel super serious? And so that is such a turnoff if that's not there. So without the phone call, you didn't. So I've heard and, and I've talked to, you know, a good handful of people. A lot of times the the text message and that's where you're at, like versus the face-to-face conversation can be so different because it almost, because they have time to create the message back to you and you're not seeing that same vibe when you're face-to-face. Is that kind of yep. what you mean? What happened? Absolutely. So I'm, I know for sure that if we would have done a call, even a phone call. It doesn't have to be FaceTime, but if we would have done a call, I could have gotten a better sense of his energy and just Uh how he speaks or presents himself. I mean, there were a couple moments last night on the date. He was talking so softly that it made me self-conscious. I thought, am I talking? Am I a loud talker? (laughs) (laughs) Is he embarrassed right now? Seinfeld close talker and all that (laughs) stuff too, right? Yes. Yes, totally. So I'm like leaning in. I'm like, what you <laughs> so there were just little things like that, that I just felt God. And I, I drove home and I called my girlfriend. I was like, it's, I know I should, I, I this is my fault. This is totally on me. A hundred percent on me for not doing the call because everybody I've done a call with that I've said, okay, let's go to a first date. Those first dates have been so good. So good. I had a termite inspection done on my house or it was, you know, scheduled and I go to open the door and there's a very recognizable face at the other side of my door and he's wearing the termite get up the whole thing. And I read the name on the name tag and I'm just like, whoa, like this guy, like one, he's really good looking Two, I'm like, where do I know him? He looks so familiar. So I'm just checking him out the whole time. He's like in and out of my house, like taking this little stick thing and like poking the ceiling. <laughs> it's 
like do termite tests on my house. And um, I'm just like, oh my God. And I'm thinking of all the ways I could just like flirt with him, get his Instagram. Like what I, like, I was just, I was really just, just feeling him. But um, none of that happened, but I kind of like could tell he was like chugging me out a little bit, even though I looked very like toe up. I just got out of bed. Like my hair is a mess. Like hadn't put on makeup yet. My clothes aren't even matching. Like it's just a mess because you think it's an old fart that's going to be inspecting your, <laughs> your ceiling. For it's your lights. own adult film. <laughs> I know. Oh, well, funny you should say that. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> really funny you should say that um so anyway i uh we finish up and i mean sorry he he finishes up like i was just kind of sitting there waiting for him to be done and um he leaves and all of a sudden flash through my mind dustin i don't even know if i'm supposed to say his name but anyway well you say whatever you want no 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 it's good i mean there's a lot of dustins in the world so you're okay and probably a lot that are termite inspectors True. Yeah, <laughs> True. So you're all right. You're all right. Okay. Thank you. Um. So, oh my God, it like flashed in my mind, and I actually saved his profile, and because in my phone, I like collect all for my date, like a dude stuff. I collect all the the funniest Tinder um, profiles, and his is one of them. Like he has oh, really? a really funny one, and he's been forever like in my little photo album. And I recently just came across it a few days ago before he even showed up at my house to do termite inspection and his profile picture like flashed in my eyes and or in my mind. And I literally made the connection. I was like, what? I'm like, this is the guy I matched with in 2021. Wow. We like matched. We like immediately texted, we flirted and you know, you know, all the other things. And, but we had never met. <laughs> oh wow we'd never met because it i think he like kind of dropped the ball a few times excuse me and um i got kind of like you know impatient and just kind of like cut it off so you know moved on and that was in 2021 and here we are in 2023 of february and i'm answering the door this guy's oddly familiar very attractive i'm like just back and forth. And then it just flashes in my head. So I had long since like deleted him from my Snapchat. I deleted his contact in my phone, but I have a, a, a MacBook, whatever laptop. And in my laptop, there's an archive of texts that yeah. I usually don't really get rid of. Um, I don't really need to. So I was like, I bet his number is going to be in there and I find it. And I'd send him a message instantly. And I was like, casually just like, oh, so you're a termite inspector, huh? <laughs> he was like, I knew it was you. He's like, I knew you were so familiar. No He's like, I'm glad way. we finally got to meet. <laughs> no way. First of all, how many text messages did you have to go through to find him? Oh, yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, this guy must be really good looking for you to take the time to go through all those archived messages yeah. that your MacBook has saved. I liked what I saw when I opened that door. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what? So what's this like, mean now? Like, so you're texting, like, are you going to go out? Well, we plan to, but again, it didn't really connect. So... I think he's coming back to patch up the holes in my ceiling where termites well, that, have been, though. That's code. <laughs> that's totally code. 
That's code, isn't it? I get it. Patch the holes in your ceiling. Thank you for being along for the ride on the Swipe Wrong podcast, where we take everyday people like you and me telling their everyday stories of their swipe right life. Show is produced by Jay Pelham. He is the host of Pelham Place. If you want to reach out to the show and tell us your story, we'd love to hear it. Give us a call. Google voice us at 317-426-6616. Leave your information and we'll get back to you or just your story. You can also email us at swipewrongpod at gmail.com. We are on Insta, Facebook, TikTok. We're out there. I am Chaos, the host of Chaotic Commentary. You can find me pretty much anywhere that you see me. And next week, the saga continues. Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong.